There are companies out there that will actually take ashes and place them in what they call diving pearls, a big concrete circle about the size of this uh, wheel here. And it's got cavities in it, and they'll place the ashes inside those cavities and seal it up and take it and drop it off the uh, coast down in Key West and send you as the pet owner the location of your, your pet's ashes. So if you're into diving, you can go visit. What? That's what you want. And there's a I happen to be into diving. Yeah. And there's a company out there that will actually take the ashes and put it into a hot air balloon that they fill up and they send it up into the jet stream and at 22,000 feet above the ground that balloon burst and the ashes are in the jet stream and they're still there. That's cool. That's that is really cool. cool. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I'll, I mean, That's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah, you can those, do like trees too, can't you? Like where they give you like a little like yep. sapling tree with the ashes and the right. dirt or something. Right. I've seen that for humans. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. those? Not where your horses. ashes are oh, in. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like I just the, assumed that they did them. Yeah, I'll bet you could do, do that for, for your horse too. too. Yeah. Yes. That's available for your pet. Yes. Wildflowers or trees or things like that. Personally, I would suggest you go to the nursery and buy a tree. Right, yeah. It's cheaper, you get a bigger tree, and you can take the ashes, dig a hole, put the ashes underneath the tree, put the tree on top of the ashes, cover it up, and you get a hole. Uh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I would I would suggest that I would suggest that more than <laughs> buying that that particular thing. Sure. They charge a lot. More money than I think it's worth. Yeah. Actually. That makes sense. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go a little bit off topic, but with cats and dogs with yes, your yep. service now, is that something you need to go through your your vet? I mean, do you, or we do home removals for cats and dogs as well. Okay. I've done everything, cremated everything from turtles and fish to bearded dragons to okay. uh, iguanas to large cats. Okay. Large cats, tigers, lions, leopards. Oh wow. Uh, Horses, um, uh, alpacas, llamas, uh, pretty okay. much any pet that anybody has. Potbelly pigs, which sometimes they're not pigs anymore, they're hogs. Right. When you get over 300 pounds, it's a hog. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I've done hogs before. Uh, okay. But you know, people want their pets back. They spend a lot of time, a lot of oh, money, yeah. and a lot of love on these Absolutely. on these beautiful creatures. and. They don't want to just throw them away. Mm -hmm. Now, how long have you all been in business? We've been in business since 1998. Okay. And I've been doing it for 21 years. I know yep. you guys will be professional and help, but do you guys have any like referrals for people have, if they're really we struggling? We have brief or? counseling options on our website okay. that people can go to. There are a couple of brief counseling groups locally. They deal more with house pets okay. than horse pets to the best of my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but I am sure that horse owners are just as welcome in these groups as anybody else. Okay. Uh, most dog and cat lovers understand the love between them and their, their pet, whether it be five pounds or right. 900 pounds. Right. Now, when preparing your will, what documents or what things you, should people think about when they would come, like, talk to you? In addition to what they want to do with their animals, but just in general, like what what are you? Um, I mean, I think there's two main options for an estate plan. It's either going to be a will-based plan or a trust-based plan. Um, wills are simpler to set up. Um, they're a little more complicated on the back end with probate and all of that. 
Um, but really with a, a will, the only information I'm getting is names, um, you know, birth dates for your children, things like that. Who's going to be the executor? Who's your second choice if that person can't do it? Um, specific, you know, if they wanted to do something specific for pets, we would go through that. They would need that information. Um, and that's really it. You know, a will encompasses whatever you own when you die, whatever okay. that happens to be. Um, and who gets it? Yeah, and normally what it is is more like a percentage type thing instead of itemizing out like each individual thing you own because if you do that, you're going to be doing a lot of updates to your will unless you don't get new things or get rid of things that you have. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, usually if someone has children, it's going to be an even split between their children um, or, you know, percentages or something like that because you really don't know what you're going to have at that time. You can do specific gifts and, you know, animals are considered property, so that would be you know, like in what I what I did for myself, my animals are going to specific people with the money to go with them. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's really all the information for that. Now with a trust, it's a little more complicated, um, and you can set up a specific pet trust. Um, that would have to be for a specific animal, um, not just whatever pet I have at that time. It's a named animal that is alive when you're doing your uh, plan. Um, and trusts involve uh, funding, which means you're actually transferring assets into the name of the trust during your lifetime. So like your house is retitled to the name of the trust, your bank accounts are titled into the name of the trust. Um, the big benefit of trust versus will is that it avoids probate, which is the court supervised process of getting everything where it needs to go. Um, and it's more complicated to set up. So really it's the same type of information, but then you're also going to have the legwork of titling your assets into the name of the trust. Um, the analogy that I use for a trust is think of it like a box that you can put your stuff in while you're alive, um, and then everything that's stuffed in this box when you pass away, technically you don't own it, your trust owns it, so there's no probate for anything that's in the box. If you have multiple children, like I have three children, would you ever have one of the children be the executor? I can see that just being a, a nightmare between them. Well, why is he the executor? Yeah, what about it's, me? It's pretty normal, actually, for is adult it? children. Yeah, to, to do that because they're the ones to, you know, picking one child over the other. It's, you know, I have people say, like, oh, I wouldn't want my other children to get upset. It's right. really not a fun job. I mean, it's not like, sure. oh, what a great, you know, this is awful. It's so fun doing yeah. this probate for my, my mom or something yeah. like that. But. Um, it's pretty normal just because it is a job uh -huh. handling the process like probate in North Carolina averages 9 to 18 months from start to finish it's wow. not like a one filing with the court and you're done generally it can be depending on the size of the estate um, but it's a job and the people who are getting things out of it are more likely to want to do the, the work than some you know Aunt Sally who's doing it all for the kids or sure. something like that so yeah it's pretty normal um, I haven't had too many at all that have not wanted their kids to do it if they were of age and reasonably responsible. So, so would the one being the executor then get more because he or she is doing more? Mm -mm, not necessarily. Um, the executor, there is a statutory amount that they can be compensated for the job. It's not much. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's up to 5% of okay. personal property in the estate, mm -hmm. um, not real estate. So, um, and they can petition the court for that. Um, so it's not not a huge amount. Sometimes people will put in their will they want their executor to get a certain amount, mm -hmm. so then it's not, doesn't have to, the court doesn't have to approve it, it's just there. Mm -hmm. um, but no, usually not. Um, usually even split between the kids and whatever kid has to do it, has to do it. And usually, you know, as long as they get along and they all communicate about it, it's just one person signing off on documents and things like that. Now, can your executor decide not to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so if 
you have an executor and they decide no, and then you go to your backup, mm -hmm. and your backup says no, so then it goes to the courts? Um, someone can step forward and kind of volunteer to do okay. it and be appointed. Um, I mean, if no one does that, then, you know, sometimes a creditor will open an estate. Right. Uh, if someone, okay. you know, the person who died owed money, um, and the creditor thinks it's worth it to open it themselves. So, yeah, it, I mean, it, I would say it's rare that it would just fail for not having someone. Okay. Um, usually someone will, Step kind of up. someone in the family will that's say, That's for like, a oh. will that's in probate, not for a trust, right? Or mm -hmm. both? Um, trusts generally have provisions, too, so they don't just fail. Like, if right. all of the people, you know, can't do it for some reason or don't want to, there's some way They can name someone else. Someone can be appointed through, okay. you know, through how the trust is set up. So, yeah, they don't just, just So your fail. trustee could say, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I elect you, and now you're up, tag, you're it. Yeah, depending on how the, you know, what the wording says, like that maybe that the last trustee could nominate a new trustee, or it may be like a majority of the beneficiaries could, or their okay. guardians if they were kids or something like that. It just depends on how it's set up. But, yeah, if it's set up well, it shouldn't just fail because, right. you know, oh, I decided I don't want to do it, so the trust is moot now. <laughs> like, well, yeah. if, if it's set up well, it won't do that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, good information. Thank and are, are the beneficiaries of the trust, I guess, able to make, they're not able to make decisions for it. They just benefit from it. The executor Depends. makes the decision. Depends on how it's set up. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes people are simply doing a trust just to avoid probate. Um, and they may have adult children, and it may be that their adult children are just getting everything outright, and mm -hmm. it's just avoiding that process of probate. Mm -hmm. um, or it could be there's young children who, you know, can't legally inherit, so they want it held until they're 25, and then someone else manages it for them until they get their lump sum. Um, it could be, like, special needs person who that trust could, would probably last their lifetime if the money lasted right. their lifetime. Okay. Um, they're never going to get an outright distribution. Same thing if you have, you know, a, a beneficiary with a substance abuse problem or you know just has demonstrated that they can't manage money well right you could have someone in charge of it indefinitely for their benefit but it's not up to them how it's used so so they could say you get five hundred dollars a month for the mm -hmm. rest of your life or you get nothing till you're 30 or, or mm -hmm. whatever okay. yeah there's a lot of flexibility especially with trust planning there's a lot of flexibility so I could put my horses in my trust and they become property of the trust yeah, technically you can. Most of the horses, mostly, you know, you have a bill of sale, but you don't really have a title for them necessarily. Sure. Although you could, if they have like breed registries and, and gotcha. things like that, you would be able to register them. And I'm sure like the, you know, U.S. Equestrian can register sure. a horse in the name of a trust too. So yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Something to think about for people that do have the trust or do have the, you know, lifetime right. horse or a higher dollar horse or whatever that mm -hmm. says, yeah, I never want this horse sold. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you would have, in, you know, a pet trust is a, a separate kind of trust for the animal specifically. Um, gotcha. So, you know, for, you know, Johnny, the horse, you know, it's specifically for them. You decide who's the trustee, and then you can set the, kind of the terms there. But you have to fund it as well, make sure, you know, right. there's enough money in it, and then decide what happens when the horse is or pet is no longer, what happens to the remaining funds. Sure. You decide, you know, it could go to the person who handled the, who was the trustee, it could go to your, you know, cousin it can go wherever you want to go you just, yeah, you just kind of think of all the contingencies so much to think about mm -hmm. yeah. so much to think about <laughs>